Hey everyone, welcome to the Founder Hour podcast. I'm your co-host Posh. I'm Pat. And we're here with our lovely guest, Rosie O'Neill. Hey guys. How are you, Rosie? Great. Rosie is the founder of Sugarfina. Some of you guys might know it as the uh, cocktail-inspired gummy bear brand. And you guys have a bunch of other candies and chocolate and whatnot as well. And we'll delve into that as the episode goes on. And we'll probably delve deeper into Sugarfina on tomorrow's episode. So stay tuned for that. But Rosie, we want to start off learning a little bit more about you where you came from, how you grew up, and what you were like as a kid. So why don't you give us a little bit of a background as to what Rosie's life was like as she was seven years old. Let's start off at a random number. Seven years old. Okay. (laughs) That's very specific. Uh, So I grew up in a really big family. I'm the oldest of six kids. Wow. You know, we were pretty, like, modest income family, so it was, you know... Six kids, three-bedroom house, kind of just like a constant struggle for mm-hmm. fighting for attention from your parents. <laughs> but, um, you know, I I was one of those kids who I think was a little bit entrepreneurial but didn't really realize it. So, right. like, I would make friendship bracelets and then I'd make, like, 20 and go sell them to people. What or, age is this at? This is at seven. Really? Oh, you said seven, so I'm wow. channeling seven. Wow. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. See, like, I can't remember what I did at yeah, seven years yeah. old, but that's, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. So, but, like, I didn't know that that yeah. was a thing to, like, like mm-hmm. have a business. Um, so I, I just, I was kind of like a quiet, shy kid, but I loved making stuff and I loved like doing things and I was always really busy. Um, but definitely like I was on the shyer side. You grew up in LA? Yeah, in LA. Nice. Yeah. And so I'm curious, like, so you were like, where do you think that came from? Like that kind of bug, like if you want to call it to be, to create things. And you said you were selling these bracelets to when you were seven. Yeah. So you were like trying to make a business out of it. You're trying to make money out of it. Like how, how, where did that come from? Well, it, it, it wasn't like I was this like little seven-year-old entrepreneur because I really yeah. wasn't. It was more just, I, I've sort of been like a workaholic ever since I was very young. And it was, it was more just like something to keep myself busy. Mm-hmm. I wasn't getting an allowance. So it was kind of how I was able to, you know, save up and buy stuff for myself. Buy and, candy. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think like, the, yeah, the, <laughs> the whole like work ethic thing was instilled in me very young. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. kind of like, if you want to like, get stuff that you want, you got to work for it even when you're seven years old. Right. And did you have like family members that were entrepreneurs and ran their own business or? No. So like you didn't really have I knew nothing. I had nobody like in my life that was, you know, working, you know, as an Mm -hmm. entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. So later on when you were in high school and college, did you at that point have any idea as to what you wanted to be? I went through like a lot of kids probably. I went yeah. through like 10 different career aspirations. Can you name some of those? <laughs> yeah, I wanted to be like a heart surgeon. God yeah, knows I had, why. That was one of my top uh, Really? Ones. Yeah, that, like, that, that was what my top one until like 18 years old. Yeah, like yeah. I was, I think I was in fifth grade and I'd go to the library and like get books on heart surgery and nice. read them. And and then I was yeah. I was like, this isn't very fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, I, I wanted to be a fashion designer. I wanted to, you know, do stuff like that. And then it was when I was in school that I kind of, got more into like the marketing branding communication I was a communication studies major Mm -hmm. at UCLA Um, and so I sort of kind of fell into that by accident but as I was taking classes and learning more about what that meant I really liked it and uh and kept going with it I'm curious though what um like I guess so what did your like parents do when you you my dad was a cameraman so he worked on um Saved by the Bell (laughs) so I was cool as a kid because like I (laughs) got got to go to the set of Saved by the Bell um and then uh he worked in like sports and things like that and then um my mom was a she had six kids so she was a stay-at-home mom yeah yeah more than a full-time more than a (laughs) full-time mom yes yeah so once you're in college you're now on this communication track 
did you have any idea of what the next step was or you were just kind of at UCLA going through your studies and you're like, oh, I'll figure it out after, I guess. I sort of fell into like a career. I, okay. I, my first job was public relations. Okay. I didn't even know what public relations meant. So first I yeah. started at like a celebrity PR firm. And as I told you earlier, I'm kind of shy. So that was like the worst <laughs> job for me ever. Um, then I kind of transferred over to a different agency that was doing more like consumer brands PR. So like mm-hmm, Razor mm-hmm. Scooters, Got Milk Campaign, that kind of stuff. I loved that. That's like when I finally felt like, oh, I, I think I found a thing. That and I what really was the liked. difference between the two? Was, was one like way more client? facing than the other or no I think it was more like like I am definitely not in the vapid Hollywood celebrity culture like I can't play in that world at all and then when I was you know working on these brands I was like oh Razor Scooters Mm -hmm. I love Razor Scooters that's fun like it didn't feel like work I felt like I was yeah I felt like I was like sort of working on things that felt like you know something I would want to do anyway even if I wasn't at my job Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I've been thinking about this like a lot lately, actually, and I've been seeing it too. Is um, like not realizing your passion until you kind of like try things and then realize it. Like people yeah. think like you know their passion is already something that they might have come across in their lifetime, but maybe maybe not. Like you know, and and so I'm curious. Like you know, at that time, did you have other passions or did you have other kind of areas of interest that you were like you know. Besides, like the younger kind of, I want to be a heart surgeon and I want to be a fashion designer. Like, <laughs> I lost was the heart surgeon thing yeah, pretty fast. Was there yeah. something more kind of prevalent that you're like, you know, if 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 I don't, I guess, find something, then this is the route I'm going to take. I think one of the things that was always sort of like a hobby, career-ish type of hobby was graphic design. Mm-hmm. Like I love just, you know, Photoshop and Illustrator. And I, I never had any formal training, but it was like I bought the Photoshop for Dummies book and yeah. I taught myself. And um, it was, you know, I wasn't even really using it for work, but like I'd go home and that was sort of like a fun thing I'd do to relax. I'd like mock up magazine covers for people. Right. And so then, you know, I people sort of like started to see some of the things I was doing and I would get hired for freelance I'd, I'd make PowerPoints for people. That was like my specialty. It's <laughs> a PowerPoint consultant. Yeah. Very cool. Um, but that it was that idea of like creating Great. visual communications, branding, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So you had taken a couple of these PR jobs in college, I assume. Yeah. And then. Is that something that turned to a full-time job after or? Yeah. One of the um, internships that I had turned into a full-time role, it was kind of like a more boring corporate PR firm. Mm-hmm. So like I was working on a HMO account mm-hmm. and like a- So fun. So fun. <laughs> and and yeah. like a technology account, but not like cool technology, yeah. like elevator technology, yeah, <laughs> that okay. kind of stuff. Yeah. So it, it, that was my first job out of college. And then I found the agency that did like Razor and all that. Um, and I moved there and I was there for about a year. And just to delve a little deeper into that, for you know we have a lot of college students that listen to the founder hour and you know a lot of times we'll get you know questions about how do we get our next job or how do we get this internship or whatnot or even questions that we had in college ourselves how did i mean was that the only option that you were considering was getting that job that was an internship before or were you interviewing around what was that process like for you that at that time I, I was kind of like accidental fell into things mm-hmm. and it wasn't even, I mean, I had three really bad jobs before I finally found the job that I liked. And yeah. I actually think that's a really important part of the discovery process. Like if you go into a job and you're like, uh, not for me, mm-hmm. like at least stick with it a month to learn why it's not for you. And Just you're probably going to learn something. Yeah. I don't know, yeah, maybe yeah, a couple yeah, months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think a lot of times people will like get on their first week and be like, oh, not for me. And they'll yeah. tune out. Yeah. Like, right. Learn what you do you and what you don't yet like. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And what what's that point that you make that decision? And you're like, nope, I don't like it. 
Well, I mean, sometimes you know right away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're just like, I'm just going to wait it out a little longer yeah. until I hate it even more. <laughs> no, it wasn't that. It was more of like, okay, this, like in the the first job, like I wasn't excited about the brands I was working mm-hmm. on, but I learned stuff. Like I learned how to write a press release. I learned, you know, how to do, you know, plan an event or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And so that skill was important. So then when I went to the other company that yeah. had the brands I liked, I knew some things. It was able to help me get in at a higher level, mm-hmm. you know, so rather mm-hmm. than being like an entry level, I was a manager level so those kinds of things yeah and they work I, themselves out. and what about marketing and public relations like intrigued you so much i don't really know how to put my finger on it other than to say like i get really excited when i watch commercials and like read magazines and like look at packaging and i, I was the kid who would read every single word on the cereal box mm. and i was just fascinated by it like mm-hmm. the mcdonald's happy meal box i'd yeah. read all six panels yeah <laughs> um I don't know why. It just like spoke to me. And so the idea that I could be in the role of creating those kinds of things was really fun. Mm-hmm. How long did you work at the job after your first job? Uh, I was there for about a year and a half. Okay. And then after that, I went back to school. I went to business school. Oh, okay. So how did you, how did that decision come about? Um, I was still figuring out what I wanted to do. And it was kind of like a nice way to take a break from yeah. the career world yeah, and yeah. learn a lot of different things, meet a lot of people mm-hmm. and then kind of pick, you know, the next path. But you still wanted to stay in, in marketing kind of like that kind of Yeah, general. like so I was in PR which is like a very specific part of marketing part of it, yeah. and by going back to business school I was going to be able to like go into more of a brand manager role where you're kind of overseeing all of it. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I was able to learn like entrepreneurship. I learned all the things that I knew I didn't want to do, like finance and operations. Right. But it's important to know that stuff, you mm-hmm. know, especially when you're running a business. So it kind of gave me like an overview of all the components of running a business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you said, like it's, you know, it's important to, even if you don't think you would like it, just know about it because you might, you might like it. You might enjoy it. You might find your calling. Totally. <laughs> and you might work with people and you need to like know what you're, you need to exactly. know. You don't need yeah. to know what they do, but you need to know what they're talking about. Sure. You need to like at least understand, right? Top level part of it was was going to UCLA the, the the main choice for you. Was that something that you wanted to do? Was go back to their business school? I'm really um, not good with cold weather, so the <laughs> other schools that I got into, like one was in Chicago, yeah. and I would truly die if i had to go to chicago i don't even know why i applied i think it was like i was trying to see if i could get in and yeah. i did and then and like did, yeah. leverage no. maybe when you know when you yeah. when they ucla gives you less money or whatever. yeah exactly so um yeah so I, it's sad to say but i kind of picked it based on weather well i mean it's not a bad thing at all so but, would you would you like would you recommend business school to everybody or who would you recommend business school to i think it's a really personal decision i would say do you need to go to business school definitely not like can you get a lot of value out of business school Absolutely. And mm-hmm. then there's some careers where like you need to go to business school. So if you want to go into finance or consulting, you need to go to business school. Right. If you want to be an entrepreneur, I would say a couple different paths. I always discourage people from going straight out of college into entrepreneurship. One, it's just like super hard. And two, it's 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 a big risk. Like go work somewhere else and learn on someone else's dime and then step out and, and try something on your own. So business school was kind of a way to learn a lot about what I did and didn't like yeah. um, and then take those skills eventually and to the start. I guess more specifically, what would you recommend those people? I guess what, what would you say is like the ideal job to have as someone who is entrepreneurial and maybe from what I know, like my, just myself and other folks um, who whom I know that are entrepreneurs have just like pa- passions are just across the board, like so many different passions. So they don't really, it's hard to like pinpoint and like confine yourself to like one little thing. It's it's actually like a big challenge because you're such a big thinker and you have all these big you know plans. 
um, and then you're kind of confined to something. So like if if you had to be confined to one thing, what would that be? I'd say it's less about the function that you're doing and yeah. more about the company that you're in. So okay. that, that role, um, the agency that I worked in before I went back to business school, very entrepreneurial, mm-hmm. very mm-hmm. startup. I wore like 20 different hats, running around doing all different things. That was a great learning experience. That's what it's like to run a startup. Mm-hmm. So when you are, if you're thinking that you might want to go and start your own company one day, go work in a startup. You will learn so much. Um, the good and the bad too. Yeah. I mean, it's important to like see firsthand what founders go through uh, and you'll learn a lot. And And I think you'll be a better employee. It's kind of like, I think everyone should be a waiter at some point mm-hmm. in their mm-hmm. life because it gives yeah. you a lot of empathy. It just, it, it helps you really understand what it's all about. Is this the way of thinking you have now or did you have that mentality when you were at the PR agency? Like, were you thinking to yourself, I don't want to be here for the rest of my life, but I am using these skills for starting my own company one day. And the reason I ask is because when you're in that moment, it doesn't seem as you know, rewarding or it doesn't seem as lesson learning or like a lesson learning opportunity. So for those that are perhaps going through that right now and they're working and they're grinding and they're, you know, working for someone else essentially, um, what is your best advice to just stick it through and something will come out of that? Mm -hmm. One, I would say don't be miserable. Like some people are like, I'll just stick it out for a year, but they're miserable. If you're miserable, go do something else. Like maybe I knew that this wasn't what I was going to do forever, but -hmm. I really liked what I did. Mm -hmm. I never, except for that celebrity PR job, I never was in (laughs) a job where I hated my job. Like I, and I think it's important. Like you Mm -hmm. should like what you're doing at every stage. Um, but you know, you may not say, Hey, this is not forever, but let me see how much I can learn here that I can then take to the next thing. Mm -hmm. So when you're in business school, were you working or no? I was. Um, not full time. So I did the I did the program where you actually like go to school full time. Mm-hmm. In between, you do a summer internship. That's when I started at Mattel. And then my second year, I did actually work full time and go to school full time. Got it. At, so, at Mattel. Yeah, at Mattel oh, at nice. that point. And what were you doing at Mattel? So uh, for my summer internship, I was a summer intern for Barbie, um, Mm, working in marketing, which was one of my childhood dream jobs. I just didn't know it was a real job. It was sort of (laughs) like, oh, wouldn't it be so cool if I could like design clothes for Barbie? And so I wasn't a designer, but I worked in marketing. And did you know like Barbie was like not real at the time? No, you know what? I still don't think it's, I still think it's real. Oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry to break (laughs) Is Santa Claus not real either? Shoot, you guys ruined this all for me. Um, No, but it goes back to like, you should work on things that make you happy and that you like. Like I loved Barbie as a little kid. So working on it as an adult was fun for me. Would I go work on toilet paper? Probably not. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, He has a, he has a, he's really yeah. bullish on toilet paper. Are you? I, I, I mean, as long as people get... poo, I think toilet paper is going to be in. So that's my, that's my, that's my thing. My, my fascination is the differences in toilet paper in different countries. Like in yeah. Germany, it's like paper towels. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's pretty they invest in, eye-opening. They invest in the quality. <laughs> I'm telling you, toilet paper is going to be a big, I'm sorry, big, but it's going to be a big industry. Someone needs to disrupt toilet yeah. paper. I agree. Really. I agree. Yeah. Maybe make it like sustainable so no toilet paper, just yeah. know, maybe like water, bidet. <laughs> just bring back the bidet. Like, I mean, I don't know. It, I mean, it exists, but not on a grand level, not on a reasonable, you know. Anyways, uh, that's a whole different, that's a whole different topic. But what... I'm I'm curious. What was the thing you enjoyed most about business school? Uh, you know, getting your MBA. What was it that you took 
the most out? I mean, what, what did you value most? I think a, a couple things. Um, one was just being around a big group of people who were all kind of like in the same position in life, um, kind of position in their careers. And so just like making a lot of great friendships. And actually, um, the the section in my class, uh, there's like five entrepreneurs in LA. So like John Tabas from the Books was in mm-hmm. my class and Aaron Hirshhorn who did Dog Vacay. So like there's a whole group of us and it was really fun. Like we were starting our businesses kind of around the same time. Um, so that kind of like, friend network was great. Uh, and I'd also say just having that broad, uh, set of topics to cover, like no chance I would ever take an operations class if I didn't go back to business school. Was it It, that bad? No, I mean, I, I don't even mind it. I went to undergrad B school and I sucked at operations. That was my worst (laughs) class. It, even though it's, it's like one of those classes that are like interesting, but like no matter how much you like want to do well, it's just like yeah. just kills you. Well, and it's all those <laughs> math problems that you dreaded in high school. Exactly. Like if Joe leaves with a truck from Texas yeah. at twenty miles per hour with three pallets, exactly. Like, you know, yeah. you're like, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Joe but can like go get 10 lost. Times harder. <laughs> Joe yeah. can go hire someone. Yeah. Joe can go hire somebody, <laughs> and I'll start that company. Oh, yeah, that's funny. So it was mostly just the relationships that you were building there? Yeah, the relationships and then the, like, kind of just being forced, that sounds like the wrong right. way, but, like, having to take these classes on things that I wouldn't right. normally be exposed to. And it was valuable. Like, now I can read a PL, I can understand all the different nuances of operations. What was the one thing that you didn't expect from business school that actually happened? Um... I don't, that's whether good or bad, whether good, <laughs> whether good or bad, like, or, or perhaps like what was something that you didn't enjoy about business school that you think could be even, that could be done even better? Well, I, I regret that I didn't take more entrepreneur classes there. Um, UCLA actually is known for having like a really strong entrepreneurial program. And I didn't, I, I didn't know at that time that I wanted to do that. So mm-hmm. I wish you I could go back. You were more focused on like going back to your marketing Yeah, I was more focused on like marketing and branding. Yeah. I wish I could go back and take more of those classes. Um, I'd say I think that like schools in general could benefit from having a lot more real world type of classes. So not just like the theory of whatnot, but like actually here's what's happening in the world. You're going to go work on this, like Mm -hmm. solving real problems. Like cases and things like that. Yeah, exactly. But like recent cases, not cases from 15 years ago. Yeah, like Enron or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, No, yeah, I I, I took entrepreneurship classes when I was in my undergrad. And although I liked them, I don't know. Like I I don't know if I would want – I'm like the opposite. If I could go back, I think I would take something that's a little bit more like specialized that you like have to learn in college and not out in the real world. Yeah. Because then it's like – and sometimes, I don't know, like, teaching someone to become an entrepreneur is, is, it's is hard. not easy. No, it's, yeah, totally. <laughs> but, uh, so, and then, so you graduate, and then you go back and work at Mattel, and you were there for how, how long? About seven years. Seven years. And so, how was that process like? What, what was your biggest takeaway from being at Mattel for seven years? Well, I go back to, I think the reason, I, and seven years, like, in today's day and age is an eternity. Oh, like, yeah, if I, mean, I see... I can't a, imagine that. That's insane. If I see a resume, and someone has been somewhere for seven years, I was like, wow, you're committed. committed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, seven months? Okay. I uh, yeah. That's pretty damn good. It's usually, like, two to three years. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, no, I was there a long time, but I think it started with... 
the passion that I had for the product and the brand. I really, really loved what I was working on. Um, I also had the opportunity to really have like a lot of ownership and empowerment and, and was able to advance within the company really fast. So was able to move from, you know, intern to moving all the way up to becoming the director of marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, I was the youngest director of marketing in the company working on the biggest brand. Like that was an opportunity that's yeah. pretty rare. And so I didn't want to just like waste that opportunity. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of wanted to do, go as far as I knew I could go. And then I got to a point where I'm like, okay, I've done what I want to do here. I think it's time for the next thing. Mm-hmm. And, and what is that point for you? Well, I, it's hard to like put a finger on it, but I think when you get to a place where you're, you're doing really well, but you're starting to get comfortable yeah. and you don't feel that um, fear. I think yeah. that you sometimes feel when you start a new job or when you get a promotion, it's almost that like, oh, I might not be able to do this. Like right. I was missing that feeling. And yeah. I actually like that feeling because I think that means you're growing and you're For stretching sure. yourself. And I'm not surprised that you like grew so quickly there because in my experience, like anyone who, who I know that is, you know, an entrepreneur at heart, like you're naturally just hardworking and go getter, and like if you work somewhere, you're gonna grow quicker than the person who's not, in my opinion. And so, it's like that moment where it's like, I want to be an entrepreneur, I want to start my own business, but man, I'm growing so fast here, and things are going so well. And then you, you kind of hit a point where you're like, you want that challenge, right? Yeah, it's really true. And Rosie, while you're there, and you said you were the director of marketing, what was, I guess, one of the cooler projects that you worked on as the director of marketing for the Barbie. You were still at the Barbie brand, right? Yeah, I was on Barbie the whole time. The whole time, yeah. So what was one of the cooler projects that you worked on that perhaps people that are listening might know or might have heard of? Well, let me tell you. (laughs) (laughs) Where do I start? Um, I was part of Barbie and Ken breaking up. Wow. Then I was you part were behind of that? Yeah, and oh. then Barbie and Ken getting back together. Ooh, okay. So a whole love drama. You orchestrated this uh, thing. Yep, exactly. Amazing. Um it's I kind oversaw, of heartbreaking. yeah, right? <laughs> I oversaw all of Barbie's careers. So it was this was actually something I'm really proud of. Um I think Barbie gets a lot of flack for like, you know, body image and all yeah, that yeah. kind of stuff and people don't focus on things that I think actually make a big difference, like Like showing girls. Well, yeah, but like (laughs) showing girls that they can do anything and be anything. So I introduced Barbie as a computer engineer. Barbie as an architect, both fields where women are like way underrepresented. Um, And I was proud of that because if you can put that in a little girl's hands, she now says, oh, okay, I can be a computer engineer. She's thinking about that for me. And how many millions of people would buy Barbies on a yearly basis? (laughs) We sold like 50 million a year. Oh, yeah, it's nice. yeah. And and around what like years are these? Like around what point is this? So this was 2004 to 2011. So this is like right when like things are moving from retail to online. Like that is the time, right? It was just it getting was just started. happening. Yeah. So like I can imagine there's this whole shift, right? Like in just consumption and where you're you know, I mean, obviously kids weren't shopping online at that time, but parents were, so you were like targeting the parents mm-hmm. Perhaps, but like, how was that shift? Were you like really involved in that, or was it kind of still just traditional Barbie stuff? I think the biggest shift that affected us was not so much the shift to people shopping online, but the shit, but the iPhone. Mm. The second the iPhone and the iPad came out, yeah. kids wanted to play with that, and they Games weren't as on, interested in right. toys anymore. And so that was more the thing that we were fighting: is how do you have a traditional toy and have it compete with technology? Yeah. It's hard. It is. Um, so we had to like go towards more about like reaching out to the mom and helping, you know, her understand why this is more, you know, has creativity and storytelling has more value than just mindlessly pushing buttons with your thumbs. And I'm curious, when you're at Mattel and you're at this very high level role, what are you doing 
besides working? Are are you do you have a life? I worked really hard. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I you know I like some of the things that I love, and when I can make the time to do, I love doing. So I love to work out, um, especially now that I have a candy company. I kind of have to do both. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, just cooking is probably a big passion of mine. I think that's probably chapter three for mm-hmm. me is going to culinary school. Oh, and very nice. I don't know what I'll do with it, but I just really want to do that. It's yeah. something that's very appealing to me. Um, and then just you know, traveling. I love to just go places and explore. I'm more of the traveler who doesn't do anything. Like I've never been in the Louvre. Mm-hmm. Like I just yeah. refuse to go inside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sure it's great, yeah. but like I want to go, like really, like experience the city. Like I live there, and so that's mm. kind of how I travel. And, and you did this while at Mattel as well, or no? Yeah, um, you know, it was. I, I'd probably take two or three trips a year. Okay, and so you now are at this point where it seems like you were ready to move on around 2011. Did you have any idea of what you wanted to do? No. I, but I met Josh, who's my co-founder, okay. and everything sort of changed for me. It okay. was like I had this inkling that I wanted to do it one day, but then meeting him, it sort of crystallized that like, oh, I need to do it now. And how did you meet Josh? Online, on match.com. Okay, so is, yeah. and Josh ends up becoming your, you get married? Fiance. Fiance. We're not married okay. yet, okay. but we've okay. been engaged for like six years. Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> one okay. of these okay. days. So you're still, around. he's your significant other yes. as well. Yes. Okay, <laughs> We're like common law at yeah. this point. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. So <laughs> I, on segment two, we'll talk about the, how Sugarfina, you know, started, but what were you doing in between that time where you were still trying to figure out what's next after Mattel? I mean, did you, did you have to make some sort of lifestyle changes or? You were just like, oh, I'm just going to keep doing me. Well, when I met Josh, I, I was still at Mattel for about okay. a year after that. Okay. And okay. so we were starting to work on the idea for Sugarfina, and Got I was it. still working at Mattel. Okay, that's smart. Yeah. yeah. You, didn't, you didn't leave right away. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. So there were, well, I didn't just like leave. <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Okay. I was, I, I, for one second, I was like, I think she just left. <laughs> no, I didn't just yeah. leave. No, it was I, it was like hard for me to leave. I think I gave them like 10 weeks notice because wow. I just couldn't leave. I, I loved it. Yeah. Um, but, uh, one of the things was as we were kind of getting prepared to, you know, do the whole entrepreneurial thing, and this was relatively early in our dating life, like I didn't have a lot of, you know, money. So I needed to get used to the fact that I probably wasn't going to be able to make a nice salary anymore. So I kind of like cut back, you know, my standard of living. I moved into a little studio. I traded down my car. I just like didn't buy clothes or get mani pedis or anything like that and just tried to like stock money yeah. away. And it was a good thing because when we started the company, we both put in 30 grand and I was able to like comfortably take that out of my savings and put Got it in it. and still have some to live on. Okay. Awesome. So yeah, tomorrow we'll chat more about, you know, how the company started and up to where it's at now. So thanks for sharing your story. This is awesome. Thanks guys. Thank you.